You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast with Amy Green Smith, episode 478. You can find information on anything referenced in this week's episode at amygreensmith.com slash EP478. there. Check you out listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. Quick question. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on one more thing or your partner asks what's bothering you and you respond with a bold-faced lie? Oops. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and you could use some help with boundaries or speaking up, you are in the right place. Thank God. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be solo, other times you'll hear from smart folks offering you easy-to-implement tools to help you tell the bold-faced truth. Yes! Well, hello, pod people. Amy here, and today we are going to be continuing on our series around self-love. And one of the things that I think oftentimes gets really tethered with self-love is self-care. And I really think that the distinction is that self-care is a method of showing love to self. And I think with the way that self-care is kind of portrayed, or at least has been kind of historically, it's been this focus on luxury and on mani-pedis or taking a bubble bath or having a weekend away or all of these things that seem a little bit more superficial. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't important, aren't awesome, but I also think there are so many other pieces of self-care that we need to tend to that actually show love to ourselves. And if you think about these categories that we go through today, through the lens of if you were to be taking care of a child, for example, and you were showing care to that child in certain ways, that is a way that you show your love or express your love or maintain love in a child relationship or really any relationship. So I think the care that we show to ourselves is really emblematic of not just our self-respect, but also our self-love. Like, do we genuinely love ourselves enough to take care of ourselves? So this particular series that we've been doing, we kicked off with episode 476, where I chatted with my pal, Charday, uh, and we talked all about self-love as it relates to body image and actually feeling good naked. Uh, sure, I'll get right on that. So if you have any, any issues there where you feel really impeded in your self-love journey specifically because of your body, you definitely want to check out that episode. And then last week, I kind of sounded off on 10 small things that you can do to start boosting your self-love. And if you are a perfectionist, I will say to you, you do not have to do all 10 and you don't have to do them all right now. But I do think taking really small steps towards loving yourself can be really, really effective, not just in your relationship with yourself, but then how you engage with the rest of the world. 
So let's jump in and I want to talk about four major elements, pillars, if you will, of self-care. And I'm going to give them to you first because there's a little acronym that I've come up with for them. You know, I love a good acronym. And then we'll dig into each of these separately and talk about what do they really mean, okay? So the acronym is (laughs) R-E-S-P. So if you think about the song R-E-S-P-E-C-T, it's just the first four letters, (laughs) R-E-S-P. And that can be a little reminder to you of the first letter of these four pillars of self-care. So the first one, R, stands for recreational. And this is a little bit more of the typical way we've seen self-care embodied in in sort of our social landscape. The E stands for environmental. We'll dig into that. S stands for spiritual. And the P stands for physical. Let's, Let's look at these a little bit more in depth. Okay, so the first one is recreational. This is truly about rest. And I did a podcast ages ago specifically on rest that we'll definitely link to in the show notes. This is not just about some sort of luxurious vacation. This is about how you recharge. This is downtime. This could possibly be be vacations. But this is also just simply time to unplug time to recharge. This can also involve fun and play, things you do just for fun. That's it. This could be stuff like self-dates, like taking yourself out on a date, even if it's just to go to the bookstore or even I I have so much fun by myself just going to Target. Who among us can actually leave Target without spending a hundred bucks? Because there's always something so inviting. But there's something about that that really recharges me. And there is a another little store by our house that that's kind of like a really mini Target. And just so much fun home decor and things like that. And I love just popping in there and just perusing when I have a little bit of time. And there's no sense of urgency. I don't have all of these demands on my schedule or my time or obligations. It's just something that I genuinely enjoy doing. Fun and play. When was the last time you really ran around with your kids or your pets or did something childlike and silly or played games with friends or family? One of the things that that we do kind of in our marriage, Mr. Smith and I, is we always have some sort of little game that we're playing together. And I I think that that is not just a way that we're caretaking for our relationship, but also just taking care of the fun and play and frivolity that lights our souls up, right? Like a way of taking care of ourselves. So the latest thing is that we found these little tiny mini hands that <laughs> are supposed to look really silly. You know, you you hold them in your hand, but then you let your sleeve kind of fall over them. So it looks like you have these tiny, tiny little hands. And then just playing around doing anything with those is just completely hilarious. But we have taken to hiding them around the house and putting them in little silly situations where they look like they're praying, but they're 
inside the middle of a plant, (laughs) you know, or you open the refrigerator and there they are. So that's one small little thing that we've done to add a little bit of play. Another thing you can do with fun and play is infuse that into your work. Is there something you can do with with your coworkers or maybe even a trusted colleague to help you add some fun and self-care to otherwise kind of laborious tasks? This also is about connecting with friends. This is usually, if you tend to be a perfectionist, when we're talking about recreational downtime, right? Like this is just for recharging. Thanks to our amazing capitalist society and the fact that we are really only valued if we are producing, 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 that makes it really difficult if you have perfectionist tendencies to actually slow down. And there's usually that inner critic narrative that comes in saying, you're so fucking lazy. Oh, my God, you're so lazy. When really, that is a necessary process of taking care of yourself. I want you to think about recreation as things that genuinely fulfill you, recharge you, and not about obligations. Like I should want to take the kids to Disneyland. Honey, that is not recreation. That's not relaxation. That is work. (laughs) So I want you to take a step back and look at, okay, are there things that I am putting on as my downtime, my recharge time, my rest time, my recreation time that are littered with obligations? I want you to pick something that is genuinely about how you are fulfilled. Maybe it's painting, maybe it's reading, maybe it is binging your favorite Netflix show. All of those things are a way for you to take care of yourself. And again, obviously, reminding yourself that you are deserving of that and enveloping yourself with some self-love. Now, You may have heard me talk about the retreat that I have coming up. This is an amazing opportunity to blend recreational self-care with spiritual self-care. So I have mentioned my retreat, which I'm so unbelievably excited about, that is coming up in May. And what you really need to know is your application must be submitted by tomorrow. This episode lands January 30th. By the 31st, you have to have your application in if you want to get the early bird price. There's a chance that there might still be spots available after that, but why would you want to pay more? Nobody fucking wants to pay more. So if you want to get in on that early bird rate, go over to amygreensmith.com slash slash enough and you can read all about it. It's a completely all-inclusive five days in a gorgeous boutique resort in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Just when you see the photos of this place, it just completely transfixes you and takes you to another another land altogether. Um, 
I mean, quite literally, (laughs) but I cannot wait to do this. Our focus is around enoughness. It's around all this stuff that we've been talking about with loving ourselves and genuinely valuing the person that you are. And we're going to be talking about three major elements that contribute to that. Confidence. How the hell do I have confidence in myself? Boundaries. What does that even mean? And what does it sound like? Where do I even start? And also forgiveness for both yourself and other people. So if you have those things in your past that you've been beating yourself up about that is impeding you going forward or starting the business that you want or putting your name in for a promotion or getting back into the dating scene, all of that stuff is related to our personal sense of worthiness and enoughness. So no wonder confidence is lacking. No wonder it's difficult to establish boundaries. No wonder it's difficult to forgive yourself or your parents. Maybe you're still locked into a lot of blame. So anyway, we are going to be doing all of it and there's still gonna be plenty of time for recreation. I am not one of those people that enjoys going away to a retreat and then I don't get to hang out on the beach at all or see the beautiful location that I'm in. So you will absolutely have time for that. And it's very small. We're keeping this incredibly intimate. There are still a couple of spots left. If you want to get in at that early bird rate, you've got to get your application in by tomorrow. So again, go to amygreensmith.com slash enough to check it out. Okay. Environmental. This actually kind of is a is one of those ones that we have a difficult time with because environmental self-care, this is everything from where you live, like who you live with, who is in your immediate orbit. It is your friendships. It could be your partner, spouse. It could be boundaries that you need to establish with any of those folks who are in your close proximity. This can also be your workplace environment. Are there ways in which the people you are surrounded by make it difficult to care for yourself? So an environmental self-care element might be examining the workplace that you're in. Is there a hustle culture perspective here? Is it where you cannot get ahead unless you are working yourself to the bone? Is it a company or an organization that says we we really value balance and we want you to have all this time with your family and we care about those things, yet the structure is such that you have mountains of work? And I remember working for an organization like this many years ago, and this was exactly what they did. Their core values, all the things that they would tout as being the most important things to them were not embodied in the actual structure of the work that was laid out for us. So it was impossible to have any type of balance and keep your head above water. And sometimes that's the structure of the organization. It's not always just that we are incapable, which is what our inner critic likes to let us think, right? So checking for environmental options. Are there things that you are surrounded by, whether at work or at home, that need a little shifting? Sometimes this can even be about cleaning up or decluttering your space. 
I know for me, if if things are really messy or if I haven't taken care of my laundry or gotten all of my groceries or had had things just kind of picked up, my environment severely affects how I feel and sort of my mental psyche. So I know that tending to those things is a way of taking care of myself. It's keeping my space clear so that I can keep my mind clear. So I want you to be thinking about that. Are there elements around my environment where I live? Maybe it's boundaries you have to establish with neighbors or people who you live with where you need to say, hey, I need I need some downtime or I need to check out a little bit. I've been peopling a little too much. That's definitely something that I have to do when I have been, well, I'll give you this as an example. Mr. Smith and I will go to California periodically to visit family and friends. And we oftentimes will pack our schedule so that we're seeing these folks for breakfast and then these folks for dinner later on in the day. And then tomorrow we're doing this and and it's just packed. And as a very outgoing introvert, I deplete really quickly. I love, love, love seeing those people and communing and connecting. But I have had to say to Mr. Smith, like, hey, I need to tap out. Like, I need some open white space here. So there's a boundary around my environment. You might also need to look at the friendships that you're hanging out with. And do those feel reciprocal? Do you feel like what you are putting in is what you are receiving? Are you speaking up? in those friendships or with family or with your partner? Are you talking about the things that you would like to see changed in a really calm, respectful way, right? Like your cadence, your voice, your tone of voice, your inflection all matters when you're advocating for yourself. So I want you to think about that. Who am I surrounded by? Are there situations maybe even at work where you get stuck colluding with another person because you both can't stand your boss, let's say, and you guys just bitch and moan, bitch and moan, bitch and moan. And it never leaves you feeling more empowered. It never gives you creative ideas about how things can possibly change. You're not talking to the person who could possibly rectify the situation. You're ultimately just locking yourself into victimhood and being a big complainer. So with those situations, Are there boundaries you need to give yourself of like, hey, I'm not going to go have lunch with this person and only talk about how unhappy we are. I'm going to say to them, hey, I I think I need to refrain from bitching as much as I have. It really isn't helping me. Are you on board? Can you support me with that? I'd love to hear about how it's going with your yoga class or whatever. Change the subject. But environmental is about who you are surrounding yourself with and what you are surrounding yourself with. Are there things in your immediate environment that you can do to caretake for yourself? This can also be about who you manifest and wanting to have friendships and family members and spouses who you adore, like being really clear and intentional about who you're bringing in so that the people in your life are making your job easier, not harder 
right? So if you need any support around that, I've definitely done a handful of other pods on that. We'll link in the show notes to a pod I've done about manifesting a soulmate, also manifesting friendships, and obviously tons on boundaries. So we'll we'll throw that into the show notes in case you're looking for a little bit of a deeper dive. Before we continue, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you know I'm a huge fan of therapy. I like to say, if you don't think that you need therapy, then you probably need therapy. Because listen, without a healthy mind, being really, truly happy and at peace can really be a challenge. But the good news is that therapy really does work. So whatever you need help with, it is time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, okay? Because you deserve to be happy. Here's the deal. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to be on camera if you don't want to. Hello, introverts. I see you out there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They have over 20,000 therapists in their network, which gives you way, way more options than your immediate geographical area. And it's also available for clients worldwide. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. In fact, a member of my family just started and totally loves it. It is always a good time to invest in yourself because you deserve it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Bold Face Truth podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bold truth. That's betterhelp.com slash bold truth or enter the code bold truth at checkout again to save 10% off your very first month. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay. The S, so we've got R-E-S, R, recreation, E, environmental, S is spiritual. This is all the inner work, y'all. This is how you speak to yourself. This is your inner self-talk or what I like to call your self-sentiment because some people have very clear self-talk that happens in their mind where it literally sounds like a voice verbatim and then other folks do not have that. They have more of an essence or a sentiment or a concept of I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or I have to hustle or I have to take care of everyone else or no one else is going to take care of this. I'm I'm the responsible party, right? All of that stuff can either be literal in your mind or just a knowing, just an essence. And then sometimes it comes through our emotions too. Like we'll feel something. So I've used this example before. If I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm triggered by somebody, I don't hear the words, they are better than you in your in my head. Or I don't hear, oh, you're you're gross and disgusting. You better get up and start working out as hard as that person. I don't hear that. I have a pit of the stomach feeling like it's almost like my heart drops into my stomach and there's an essence of I'm not doing enough or I'm not fit enough. I'm not successful enough. Fill in the blank. Right. So it's that piece that I have to contend with. So sometimes it's actual talk and then sometimes it's more of a sentiment or an emotion. And in those situations, the antidote is the same. It is reminding yourself 
hey, listen, that person's success has nothing to do with me, or I've got this, or I'm not going down that route, whatever thoughts are occupying your mind that are taking you to a place that you don't want to be, one of the best things you can do is just straight up tell your mind, no, we're not going down that route. No, I don't want to be thinking about that. That's not helpful. Moving on and then distracting your mind. So spiritual self-care can take the form of self-talk. This can also be belief systems. This can also be journaling. This could be your spiritual self, like if you are into um, witchcraft and stuff like that, or if you go to church every week, or how you meditate, or for some folks, they do that through their physical body, like through a yoga or Pilates or a, a form of physical meditation. Spiritual is truly about your relationship with yourself, how you are showing up in this world. And does that feel really powerful to you or does that feel depleted? You've probably heard me say this a million times, but unless you are on your calendar or on your to-do list, it's likely that you're not going to pay attention to yourself. Everything of importance, where does that go? Everything that you would never miss, where do you house that? Is it on your refrigerator? Is it on an app on your phone? Is it a calendar? Is it a to-do list? Where are those things? Where are those balls that never get dropped? You need to put yourself on those lists or in those places, okay? And it has to be about something related to your spirit, how you want to grow, how you want to develop, how you engage with yourself, the beliefs that you attach to. And this is one of the reasons why I love doing stuff like this retreat, because these are spiritual self-care. This is a way of learning how to engage with the difficult things that life hands us through an empowered perspective or with empowered tools. That's one of the things that I think people get really wrong about personal growth is this idea that you will just learn all of these tools and then you're magically done. No, you're never really magically done. That's like saying like you're done going to the dentist or you've drank enough water for your lifetime. No, you have to maintain that. You have to continue to grow. You have to continue to learn. You have to continue to water that plant. So these are great Opportunities. So again, if you are interested in hanging out with me on a gorgeous beach in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, which we can swim in that ocean, by the way, with a small cohort of gorgeous, beautiful women who are in the same situation as you, maybe not the exact scenario, but up against the same issues of wanting to believe that they matter, of wanting to have confidence to go after things that they're interested in, being able to speak up with the people in their life that that have always been so difficult. This is your opportunity. So again, go to amygreensmith.com slash enough. Check out the gorgeous retreat, the resort. It's amazing. But that's an opportunity, taking classes, doing retreats, hiring a coach. And like I was mentioning before regarding the scheduling, I have found for me, 
I have to be really diligent about that. So I have, through the entirety of my 15 years as a coach, I have always had my own coach or therapist or hypnotherapist or all three at the same time. Because I need that spiritual self-care built into my calendar. So it's on there. It's non-negotiable. It's as important as any other appointment that I have. And for me, I need that. It's difficult for me to not have routine. I need to have some sort of routine. And and I think a lot of people are that way. And it, it also allows me to have kind of self-care, spiritual self-care built into my calendar where I don't have to be thinking about it. We don't need one more thing. So how about you get this retreat on your calendar for May? And you can know that you are catering to some of that spiritual self-care. All right. So we've got RESP. The P stands for physical. All things body. And I would also include mind in here, too. I would talk about mental health as it relates to your physical self. And there can definitely be some crossover with some of these. And the point is not that we try to go, oh, wait, which category is it? Have I done recreational? Have I done? No, the point is, is that we are expanding on what self-care looks like. That it's not just bubble baths, that it's actually allowing rest and it's being deliberate about what friends we choose and knowing how to boundary up and how to speak with ourselves properly and how to take care of our physical vessel as best we can. That's the point of having this breakdown for y'all. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress too much if you're going, wait a minute, is taking care of my mental health, is that physical or spirit? It doesn't matter. The fact that you are taking care of yourself, that's what matters. That is a self-loving gesture. So under physical, this could also be your sexual self. Are you tending to your sexual pleasure? And that could be learning about that. That could be listening to podcasts about that. I will highly suggest the podcast called Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski, who wrote the the book of the same name. And then Emily and her sister, Amelia Nagowski, they co-wrote a book together called Burnout, specifically about the stress cycle. But I will tell you what, if you struggle at all in a sexual arena, wondering if you're normal, wondering if your responses are, are okay, if you're broken, which Let me tell you, pretty much every fucking woman I come across thinks that they're broken. And there's a very real reason for that because a majority of what we have gauged as normal sexuality has been about men. So I love what Emily has to share and talk about. So I highly suggest that podcast come as you are. But working working towards a a sexual well-being, whatever that looks like, this could be also your doctor visits. This is making sure you're doing wellness checkup or exam, dental visits. This is movement, moving your body as best as you can, depending on what your situation is. This is about sustenance, drinking a decent amount of water. This is also about sleep, y'all. This is one of the most important things that we can do for self-care is catering to our sleep hygiene, 
So many of us have bought into this hustle culture idea that success looks like a lack of sleep. In fact, it used to be, I think it's starting to change now, but it used to be where we would use that as a badge of honor. Like, oh, I only got two hours of sleep last night. Aren't I so cool that I can still fire on all cylinders? Or bragging about it, like, oh, I only need four hours of sleep. Okay, that's a very, very small portion of the population who can operate that way. But we know that in many cases, you can go longer without food than you can without sleep. Like, sleep is so incredibly important. It's important to so many elements of our physicality, and it contributes to how we feel emotionally, how we feel spiritually related to that self-talk, how we, how much energy we have. So here you have four major categories of self-care that help to influence your self-love, recreational self-care, environmental, spiritual, and physical. R-E-S-P. And (laughs) I think (laughs) many of you probably have a couple of these already locked down, right? So I want you to be thinking about that. There might be some of these where you know, I have non-negotiable workouts or I always make sure I am doing my yearly eye exam or I have really, really incredible friends and a great friendship circle. I don't necessarily worry about environmental. However, my spiritual, I talk so much shit to myself or, you know, I, I feel so much sense of worry and overwhelm and I'm not grounded I don't really learn about myself, (laughs) you know? So I want you to think, and I'm not saying that's me. I'm talking about you may be in that situation where you're looking at these four and going like, okay, some of these I've got on lockdown and some of these I need some more attention. So I want to challenge you to pick something that you want to focus on specifically to amplify your self-love that you have te- you have in the past had a difficult time doing that it's been a real struggle for you to actually speak up and boundary up you know part of that environmental self-care or maybe it's really difficult for you to relax and rest and actually do nothing so maybe it's the recreational self-care we need to get in there so i want you to think about first of all which category do i need to pay attention to and don't pick the easy one that you already do if you already have like a manicure set up. Like, no, that does not count. <laughs> let's expand this a little bit more. So let's think about one category where you tend to lag and you don't necessarily care that much for yourself in that category. And then I want you to pick one small baby step that you can take. Okay, maybe it is just asking for some alone time. And that's a huge thing for you to do around your very outspoken family members. But you say, I'm just going to I'm just going to go for a little walk right now and clear my head a little bit. And that's a big deal for you. That could be an environmental self-care action point. So I would love for you to come share with me over on Instagram. You can find me under the handle, Hey Amy Greensmith. Let me know which of these four were sort of your Achilles heel and which one you are going to start focusing on. Like what's your baby step? And again, if you want to 
kind of knock all of these out <laughs> in, well, maybe not physical. Maybe, I don't know, could be good for your mental health. But if you want to knock all of these out, go check out my retreat, amygreensmith.com slash enough. The retreat is called I'm Enough Already. And get your application in by tomorrow if you want to secure that early bird price that you see. There's a payment plan, all sorts of good stuff. Wait till you see this resort. So fun. They, I mean, they've got some of the shishi, like foo-foo. Is that how you even say it? I don't know. The uh, the kind of fancy self-carry stuff, like, like a pillow menu and aromatherapy that you get to decide on what fragrance is going to be in your room. So we're definitely going to cover off that. But the big thing is starting to shift how you believe uh, and what you believe about yourself. So check that out. And I will be right here in these parts next week. And so please remember you are enough. Your voice matters. So go out there and speak your bold-faced truth. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Just one more thing. So these podcasts, it turns out, don't actually rate and review themselves. So I would be over the moon if you would leave a review, rate the show, subscribe, and tell anyone you know who needs to start speaking the fuck up for themselves. And if you do, I will give you a mini pig. Just kidding, but I will be so very incredibly grateful. Okay, thank you. Bye.